is Tipton Golf Coach Heath Hesse, and you are listening to the Coach's Corner Podcast. Coach's Corner Podcast. Thanks for listening. Today is the first of two preview podcasts. On today's program are Wilton Boys Basketball Coach Eric Grunder, Wilton Girls Basketball Coach Jake Serrata, and Durant Boys Basketball Coach Matt Strabi. Thanks for listening. Let's get started. Back to the Coach Corner Podcast. We're catching up with Wilton Boys Basketball Coach Eric Grunder. Hey Ryan, how's it going? Good. Can't believe it's basketball season, but last year, first year in the program, uh, we had the hey, tell listeners about yourself a uh, little segment at the beginning. Um, now, what did you learn? I, what What was last year like being kind of air quotes the guy? <laughs> yeah, you know, it was interesting coming in with thirteen seniors. Um, I think that uh, was a unique starting point. Um, you know, we hadn't had a lot of success in the past, and I think we were able to really harness what we were able to do um, well and just kind of live in that world. And, you know, five wins, I, I couldn't have been happier with that last group. I think we got, as I've told some of the people, every ounce of basketball out of those guys that we could have. Um, and a, a number of them, and me, I you know, wish could have had another year because I think we clearly could have built on what we did. But... Um, I think what we, you know, what I learned is, you know, it's so much more than X's and O's uh, last year. Um, but it, we, like I said, we structured the crap out of last year's team to get let them be successful. This team is not like that. It's going to be very different. You guys had um, to balance one eye toward this year, one eye toward the present. Mm-hmm. This year, now it's all present. What? How has early practices been going? I mean, you guys, I mean, this hasn't been a surprise as far as makeup of the roster. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is not that you were hired late by any stretch, but, you know, this is the first kind of your guys sort of, you know, once yeah. the senior class departs and it's like, okay, not that it's a do-over by any stretch, but, you know, it's, it's real or mm-hmm. then maybe... Yeah, yeah. The, you know, all the guys have been in my program for at least a year, so you know we get to build on that. I think, um, you know, first couple practices have been fantastic, but we don't have any experience coming back really. You know, Jackson Hole sophomore played the last four or five games as kind of like six man role, um, which was great, and he did a nice job, but not a varsity starter by any means. And he was able to lean on those seniors, Ashton Stoltz, Jared Townsend, um, you know, who were our rocks last year, and so. Um, I think we are looking a little bit for who's going to step up and take a leadership role. We don't have one yet, um, but we do have a lot of basketball talent in the gym. I think um, that basketball skill-wise and knowledge of the, ba- of the game of basketball has went up, um, and I think that's kudos to these guys and also some of the work that we did this summer to get them to this point. You know, some of the guys that are coming in, uh, I don't have the roster in front of me, 
you know, played football. You know, they played baseball last year. Some of these guys, it's not like they're just walking in off the streets of Wilton. Hey, I'm going to play basketball. <laughs> right. Yeah, they've been part of the program, and luckily, you know, being a part of the football team, it's kind of nice to build that rapport there. You know, Buddy Darden is, uh, you know, one of our few seniors who, uh, you know, decided to go for football this year. I think it's really going to carry over into basketball season and hopefully build some of that confidence um, being a varsity player on the football field, now, you know, varsity basketball player as well. You know, on paper, you could say, oh, the junior varsity becomes a varsity. No big deal. But I'm guessing there's more maybe a smidge of truth, but at the same time, a long way from truth in that statement. Yeah, you know, we, uh, and I told the guys this, and, and I think coaches say this all the time, like, you know, the, all, the, all the spots are open. Um, I have never been more honest in, in that statement that, like, guys, that freshman to senior, like, if you can play, you're going to play. You know, we have some really talented underclassmen freshmen, sophomores that are going to push those juniors and seniors of the JV last year. And so, um, you know, it's inter- it'll be interesting to see who fi- finds a starting spot. But right now I have a, a mix of freshmen, sophomores, juniors, seniors who are vying for those positions right now. Last year you were excited. This year it's a different excitement I'm sensing. You know, um, I can picture a practice where teaching is more than um, – a lot of teaching is going on. Just from, you know, you have to find somebody, but you have to – they have to have the skills to know so you can evaluate if they can be that guy or be the, you know, be the ball handler, be the rebounder, be the perimeter shooter. I mean, maybe I'm saying potential luxuries that you hope to have. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, there's, there's just a unique situation that if I'm a Wilton basketball player, that has to be exciting to kind of grab hold because it doesn't happen much in this conference. You know, there's always – it seems like – it just seems a great opportunity this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I and I keep telling the guys, you know, not only do we have, not only do they have opportunities to step in some of these roles and choose what they want to be, but also as a team, I think we have some potential to to compete. You know, we play in a great league. Uh, I'm not throwing out wins, but I think we can be competitive with what we have. Um, you know, when we got some height actually, which I'm not really sure what to do with that. Wilton, we got a couple kids who push, you know, six three, six four, six five. I, I, I don't remember seeing that very often. You know, we have some speed, so I think, I think we have some weapons now. Whether we can get them to varsity speed, which is what I've been talking about a lot, is this idea of you need to practice at a varsity level, but they don't know what that is yet. Right, and that's I'm sure. A roller coaster sometime. I mean, Grant, we're just at the beginning of the season. This will be an interesting story as the year goes on. <laughs> I'm not laughing thinking, oh, no, but, it, I mean, it's just so unique that, you know, I don't see that very often either. You no. mentioned height. You know, even the, the regional final team that played down Mount Pleasant, I think 6'2 was the height. I mean, the height, and they were the guards, you know. Yes. I, yes. And so it's, it is unique. And with smaller schools, you know, that can be a weapon, like you said scrimmages or anything like that to kind of help ease those guys into, hey, you know, besides just playing themselves. Right. Yeah, actually, we're going to head out to Wapolo next Wednesday. Um, and Kenny Spielbauer, you know, he has a great program down there, and we scrimmaged him last year up here. And so um, I think that will be a good start. Um, and then, you know, we take on L&M that first Monday of play. And so that's I'm excited for that game because I think it's a game that we are able to compete in. You know, it's not like last year we started with Comanche. Um, you know, just got a buzzsaw. Right. But it also makes me a little nervous because I'd like to face LNM when we're ready to play at the varsity level because I think they're going to bring it. I think they, you know, we played them twice last year. we got to see how much better they got throughout the season. Right. And I know they're bringing back a number of guys who played last year. So I think that'll be a tough first game. Is it a case of daily goals to reach the end goal? Or is it, 
you know, you already have the end goal in mind and you're working backwards. Mm -hmm. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Yeah. So we, I told them early, guys, we, we have to win six games to win a state championship. Right, like now that's not realistic, but like we need, we are young, we are building, and as much as I am going to enjoy the seniors, I have the ninety percent of my team will be back next year, and so we need to have our mindset down the road so that when we peak at the end of the season or after Christmas break, and similar to what we did last year, in my opinion, I thought really at mid January we kind of hit our stride and we're competitive in almost every game we were, you know we played in, and um, I like the same thing with this team. You know, if we can get there earlier, awesome, but if we can get there at the end, then we have so much to build on for that next season or that postseason. Coach, I want to give a shout out to your assistant coaches here. I am guessing I know them, but you never know who's listening to the podcast. Maybe they don't. Yeah, so uh, Nate Salvo is my varsity assistant coach. Uh, Brandon Van Zant heads up the JV. Seth Kaufman um, is our first off coach. And then Jake Fratsky is kind of a jack of all trades, um, but he helps most with the varsity team. Do the guys get excited about seeing former players that, um, you know, a lot of these guys have to have seen those guys. Yeah. You know, maybe not Nate, but <laughs> yeah. but, every, but most of the other guys. I mean, that has to be kind of a, you know, when you're a kid, you look up to people. I'm sure you have your group of former Beavers that, hey, you looked up to across the sport spectrum. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I mean, that, that has to be kind of cool, too, if you're a player. It just seems like... Uh, there's a lot of good things if you're a Wilton player this this yeah. uh, season. I think it's easier to build a relationship a little quicker. Not only maybe you looked up to them, but they they were there too, you know. And I think it speaks a lot to our not only football staff but our basketball staff that we have mostly Wilton guys, you know, making up those things. I think it's pretty cool that that amount of people want to you know come back and invest in, in you know our next year, the, you know, the next group of kids. Coach, thanks for coming on the podcast this morning. Look forward to seeing how the story goes. Good luck. Go get them. Thanks, Ryan. Welcome back to the Coach Corner Podcast. We're catching up with Wilton girls basketball coach, Jake Serrata. Coach, uh, that's a new name to the program, not a new name to Wilton, not a new name to the podcast. Welcome on. Thank you. It's kind of exciting to um, see a familiar face take over the program in Wilton. You guys, uh, the program had success making the regional final last year. Um, Coach Putman stepped down, and uh, you, you stepped in. So it's kind of exciting because... You guys have a lot to look forward to, um, based on who should be out and who who is who are out. Um, a lot of experience uh, coming back from other sports, and has to be exciting time. It's, uh, it's a new experience. It's, it's exciting. Uh, we got 21 girls out. Um, finally, getting them all to practice now with you know the, the state volleyball run, which is exciting. Um, we've had some other uh, school events as well interrupting some practice time but uh you know they're they're all here working hard um got a very good you know solid group of girls that uh put in a lot of effort and get what they have during practice so you know hopefully it'll, you know their success in other sports will continue here for us it's exciting because you know this group has had three three state tournament runs and most of them are sophomores and that's just insanely uh that's just insane to me but you know not only that they're they're a tight-knit group um, when you start talking about the the potential returners here in a second, you know these are these are gals that have played together um, in other sports and contributed. You know a lot of them played here 
in volleyball that went to the state tournament for the second straight year. And, uh, you know, the state softball tournament two years ago was uh, a lot of these gals, too. Yeah, we have, you know, a lot of uh, three, four-sport athletes that, that are out. And uh, I think that's always great that we share athletes here at Wilton and um, a lot of specialization. These girls put in a lot of time and getting get to different open gyms, getting to different practices. And, you know, they, at, at times it may seem exhausting, but, it's you know, they've definitely got rewards out of it as well here, especially, the, you know, the sophomore group. Like you said, been to state volleyball twice, uh, softball once. You know, that's that's a great feeling. Some people, you know, their whole life go without making it to a state tournament, and these groups have been there three times already. So hopefully, you know, that, that experience and, you know, just will carry over to them. Um, and have some success here on the basketball floor as well. Long-time successful baseball coach at Wilton. Uh, you know, you've been through some of these things. You know how to get teams ready. You've had teams go to state yourself. Um, how do you get ready for basketball? I mean, you're not a stranger to the game of basketball either. No, I mean, I've coached uh, coach JV basketball at Davenport West for a couple of years. And uh, then I came to Wilton, and I was the boys' JV coach for uh, nine, ten years, and then when it became overwhelming with baseball and kids, I stepped down to the junior high, and I've done junior high ever since. So I've been coaching basketball for about 22, 23 years overall with you know different areas and teams that I've coached. But um, it's just yeah, this is a little new experience, just getting things going here and learning the ropes and all the things we have to do and and put in and get everything ready for the the season. Um, I mean, a lot of the starters from last year are gone, so we're getting new people ready to go, trying to get them up to, you know, varsity speed and that type of stuff right now. So hopefully, you know, when game time comes, we'll be close to ready. Is that some of the, you know, things that um, you, you're, you've been trying to do here in the preseason? Um, you know, I always think that winter sports preparation gets kind of the shaft amongst all the sports of the school year. Um it probably isn't the case, but to me it seems like the case, especially when you have successful fall sports teams and, uh, you know, you're, you don't have everyone together. And I'm not making an excuse by any stretch. It just is how it is. You know, um, you, you guys have um, a new coach now. You're trying to put stuff in. You're trying to um, get things going. You know, the, the best thing is they know you. They know you from uh, – um, from from all the years of uh, of teaching, you know, baseball, and you know, a lot of these gals uh, um, are the same age as your your daughter. Yeah, I've been around, you know, coaching these girls for a long time, coming up through the ranks with them. Um, you know, but you know, the, the missing practice type of thing. It's just this is nothing compared to when baseball starts and track and golf are going on. So it just seems to be. I mean, I don't know. I guess it's in every sport. It's not just what I was used to, I guess. so. But, you know, in, in some aspects, it's the ones that have success are kind of punished as well because, you you know, you have that success in volleyball and that great run and make the state tournament and basketball has already started. Um, so the state is in that aspect kind of punishing the girls that are, are having success because they're not, they have no time off in between sports. It's, it's just boom, boom, boom. And, um, you know, it gets to be a lot on kids and it's, at this point, you know, in the winter time, you, you like to get them ready to go, but yet you can't expect tons of great things when they're just coming down off, you know, a great volleyball season. You want them to also come in here ready to go, and it, it takes some time to, to develop that and the chemistry and all that. So that's what we're working on right now, just um, getting them used to playing together, um, trying to find the right fit on the floor, and, you know, who who's going to be where and what team they're going to be on and all that. And 
you haven't seen them all together, it makes it difficult. But uh, we're to the point now we have everyone and, and things are going well. So hopefully next week or so we will get things all ironed out and, and ready to play. The next progression is uh, scrimmage. I know you guys have something coming up here at some point. Uh, even you know you don't may not know who a starting five is, but you know you have people that uh, I'm guessing are excited to play someone not in the blue and gold. Yeah, we got a scrimmage with Midland tomorrow. Um, excited to go see and see how we do against and someone different that doesn't know the plays, that doesn't know what we're doing, and and just to see how that transpires for us, and then. We also scrimmage in Williamsburg, uh, Black Friday there, so we'll get a couple of scrimmages in before we play our first game. Um, you know, we had to, we moved the West Liberty game to December second, or we moved our West Liberty game to the end of the year, so our first game is until December second. So we have a little time now. That that helps a lot with uh, preparation. It's not so rushed now. We have some time to to get things in, to get the girls going, and um, you know, let them get comfortable and not just have to rush in and go boom, boom, boom. This is what you got to do here or there. We got some a little leeway here with the, moving that game, and hopefully that will give them time to get things where we need to be and and be ready to play L and M on December second. You guys have six or so gals back that saw off, um, time in the regional final game last year back, so that's kind of exciting. Who are some of those? Uh, who are some of the returners that uh, the listeners here will hear a lot about this year? Uh, well, our returning letter winners we have back are. Uh, uh, Kelsey Drake, who was one of the starters last year, um, a very solid basketball player. You know, she's a multi-sport athlete, does a lot of great things for the school. Um, she's she's back, uh, you know, the guard, off-guard player for us. Um, Ella Caffrey, another sophomore, back, letter winner. Um, she'll get quite a few minutes for us this year, playing multiple positions. Uh, nice, lengthy body that can fill a lot of voids for us. Uh, Peyton Serrata is back, our other letter winner. She's a, a guard, shooting guard. Um, so those are the three letter winners we have back. And then we have uh, senior Taylor Garvin, who's back for us. Um, she's didn't get much varsity time last year, but she's putting in a lot of time here and working hard for us. Uh, she's like a, a center for us. Um, uh, we have Justine Meyer, a senior that uh, is new to the school this year. Um, She's a nice all-around basketball player for us. Uh, we have another senior, Kayla Hildreth, that uh, hasn't been out since her freshman year, but she brings, you know, some experience to the table. Um, she's played some, and she has a body that can go in and bang around, and give us some good minutes there. Um, then we have junior Emmy Cost and Lexi Walker. Um, both of them uh, dressed varsity last year, and you know they they know offenses, they know what we're doing, and they bring some knowledge to the table for us and they're girls that will definitely give us some quality minutes this year uh, so those are the ones that are back for us and then some newcomers that, that should help us uh, Mallory Lang is a another sophomore um, she's a, a guard for us that brings a lot of energy to the floor um, uh, Peyton Ganser uh, another sophomore post player those are some of the girls that will help us there. Um, I don't know how deep you want me to go here, but but we're wrapped for right there, nine, ten players. That's good. You know, you guys have, uh, um, in talking to you earlier here this fall, you thought you guys might have one of the larger rosters around. Uh, in a way, it's kind of a unfortunate thing as it seems like um, girls' basketball rosters are shrinking for some reason. And, um 
I hope that's not a trend that uh, we see. Maybe it's just a anomaly this year or whatever. But you know, you guys have uh, enough to kind of work some work some groups together. That uh, hopefully, I would think you'd be excited to have kids play together. You know, at, at get as much playing time together with their groups as possible. Yeah, yeah we got 21 girls, and we're just trying to find the right fit for them all right now. Um, I'm excited about that, excited for the way they've been working. Um, we're just, like I said, just getting everything in and, and getting everybody comfortable at this point in time is, is the key for us. And, you know, this basketball is not an easy sport by any means, and you know, the girls that are out are, are working hard and getting conditioned and getting ready to play. And it's just uh, hopefully, you know, our girls will, will be will be young and kind of inexperienced, but hopefully, you know, if you build over the course of a couple of years, that it's going to be a very strong team for us. Coach, I appreciate your time this afternoon. Look forward to chasing this story this year. It should be exciting to see how the team develops. Good luck in your upcoming scrimmage. Go get them. All right, thank you. Welcome back to the Coach's Corner Podcast. We're catching up with Durant boys basketball coach, Matt Strauby. Coach, welcome on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Ryan. It's that time of year. Football is over. The preparation is underway for a new basketball season. How are things going? Uh, pretty good. You know, we got a couple of practices in right now. Um, a lot of new kids playing uh, bigger roles this year for us, so that'll be different. But for the most part, um, you know, they're, they're picking stuff up pretty good. And, um, you know, I, I'm excited about this year. You guys graduated, uh, I dare say, I mean, you look at some of the seniors that graduated, you have Mason Compton, uh, Ethan Bodkins, Bryce LaFriends. I mean, three guys that not only made an impact in basketball but other sports. And, you know, the first thing people are going to look at is who you don't have. So who do you have? Um, I mean, first thing, I think a lot of people will recognize the name Joe William Call. You know, he's been a four-year starter for us. Uh, and, you know, we've got big-time expectations for him this year. I think it really started to click for him the last uh, two or three games of the season last year. He put up 15, 16 points a game, about seven or eight rebounds a game in those games, and really was asserting his, his uh, dominance there. And... I don't know if there's a bigger body in the RVC, so we're pretty happy to have him, and he's looked really good. Um, we had a, a preseason scrimmage at the University of Dubuque a couple weeks ago, and uh, I just he was playing really, really well. Um, Drew DeLong, Marcus Anksler, Brennan Paper, some kids that got some, some minutes last year. Jake Wilcom to a little bit lesser extent, but we're excited about him. He's one of the better athletes in the conference, and and just, you know, he can really defend. So um, we like some of what we got, and then we got some younger guys coming up too. So, 
where do you start this year as far as, um, you know, looking to fill in those pieces? You know, I I guess I'll backtrack a second here with Joe. You know, he really, you could definitely see the improvement from sophomore to junior year. Two years ago, I thought he played the best defense on Tipton's Logan Hoffman that I saw that season. And, you know, he carried that in last year. And, you know, he really got after it. You know, he's he's has all kinds of football accolades and different things like that. But, you know, he has, um, and you guys have, uh, a unique, uh, oh, I'll just say it, a weapon. I mean, he's it's not weaponized by any stretch, but you know, it's he's uh, he's uh, a difference maker of uh, that. You know, thirteen other teams would gladly have. I mean, yeah, you know, I, I I'd be lying if I said I didn't think he could have been in better shape the last three years. You know, and I still think he's got a little ways to go. But once he started really getting looked at for football and getting recruited, I think he started taking his body a lot more seriously. Um, he's lost some of the baby fat. He's a more muscular kid now. He's always had great footwork, great touch around the basket. So, yeah, uh, we're, we're really excited about him. And, and he's really showing this year that he can step out and hit mid-range shots. And, and, I mean, he might be one of the best shooters on the team just as far as uh, – you know, just his jump shot in his form. So, Drew DeLong had uh, uh, not the football season he wanted, but he's a guy who's been around a while. He had 13 points in the uh, in your uh, district loss uh, the end of the season last year, and you know he's he's one of those leader guys who just is a tough kid, and it's kind of exciting to to think he has one another basketball season left here for you. Yeah, I mean, you you hit on a key word. He's the leader of our team. Um, He's probably the toughest competitor we have. Um, he wants to win really badly. we got to keep his emotions in check sometimes because sometimes he can just let it go and get a little too far. Um, but, you know, he's, he's that type of competitor. He'll let you know when he thinks there needs to be more out of you. Um, and, and he'll get on his teammates uh, in a good way, though. Um, so we're, we're really looking at him to step up and be a big leader. And like you said, yeah, football, you know, he hurt his wrist. So we're working on his conditioning right now, but uh, he's working really hard. You know, the other guy I'm going to mention here is uh, Inksler, Marcus Inksler. And you guys have had, uh, um, since you've been there, you, you guys, you have a, uh, a knack for finding, uh, I go back to Joey Tobin, a guy who does Joey things, you know, who does gets rebounds, gets steals, gets gets a few buckets, does just kind of some all-around things. And I, I want to, this is my projection on him, so I apologize to, to Marcus and um, maybe maybe I'm stretching things a little bit, but I, I see him as being one of those Joey Tobin-type players for you. See, I don't think uh, you should feel bad about putting that comparison for Marcus. I love Joey. Joey's one of my favorite players I ever coached. And, I mean, I don't know if he would have started for many other teams in our conference when we had him his senior year, but he worked his butt off and he really improved. And he was just a kid that would do everything he possibly could. And I think Marcus is the exact same way. Marcus just has a little more natural basketball talent than what Joey had. But, uh, I mean, we love Marcus. Marcus is a guy who will do anything you ask him to, makes good cuts, makes good passes. Uh, you know, his shot's coming around a lot. Um, I think he's one of the best defenders in the conference. You put him on ball, and I think he can, he can really do some stuff. Um, you know talking to you because you're the Tipton guy, but uh, two years ago we threw him in on Andrew Stewart and he picked his pocket a couple of times and really kind of took him out of the game here at Durant. And, and you know, just those things, we feel like we can put him on the other team's best guard and he can go and really kind of neutralize them. Um, we, we love Marcus. 
eight and thirteen last year. You guys have goals to uh, get better than that this year. What's it going to take to accomplish that? Uh, attitude, I think, is a big one. You know, I talked to the team about it. We all agree we didn't have a lot of fun with basketball last year. Um, I, I just, you know, I, I, our leadership wasn't there. Players, coaches, I mean, it just it wasn't a good year. Um, but we're all excited, fresh start. And, uh, you know, these kids look like it's their, or feel like it's their time now to really leave the imprint. And we're going to try to, you know, at least flip our record and, you know, hopefully 13 and 8, if not better. And we think we got the pieces to do it. You know, it's just if we can keep our attitude, keep our composure, that's always been one big thing with this class is, is the composure aspect of it. And if they can stay out there and not get worried about missed calls, or whatever, you know, and just play the game, I think they're going to be really tough. I'm looking at your schedule and I kind of. Th- I don't know. I kind of like your schedule here, at least before Christmas. It kind of uh, goes up and down and then crescendos at the end here with a couple, um, you know, you're going to find out who you are. <laughs> you know, you end with at Regina and at Comanche before Christmas. But before that, you have three of the first five at home. You have several games that, you know, you can kind of build up to those last two before Christmas break. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I looked at it as a whole and, and I think it's just since they re, uh, redid the, the game order and stuff, I think it's one of our tougher starts to, to a year. Um, but at the same time, it's a good challenge. I think we can win a lot of the games. Um, going into Christmas break, you got two teams that should be fighting for a state berth in Regina and Comanche. So that's going to be tough. And like you said, it's really going to find out what we're made of there. Um, but I think it'll be a good test for us. You guys have West Liberty first home game. Oh my goodness! A little over less than two weeks, so um, I can't believe how fast it's come here. You know, it's been a week. Seems like a week. Everything's a week later, but now it's like, oh man! Now it really time crunches. But um, have you guys been able to scrimmage or do some of the uh, some of that stuff to to kind of break up things here in the preseason? Uh, not really yet. We haven't done a whole lot of scrimmaging stuff. Um, we've got a lot of kids we're looking at who are kind of in-betweeners on the JV and varsity level, so we're still figuring out where we are. Um, and we're not, I'm just being honest, we're not going to get a ton of scrimmage time in before our first game um, with our full full arsenal of kids. I know Joe's taking a, a visit at South Dakota this weekend and missing our practice on Saturday. Marcus and Joe both got selected to be in an all-star football game next week, and they're going to miss three practices each. So, I mean, luckily they're seniors. They know they know what they're doing. They pick things stuff up easily, but it's still it's going to kind of affect our continuity with everybody. So, you know, it'll be a work in progress. It, it might take us a couple games before we really uh, kind of just start clicking a little bit, I think. Coach, I look forward to seeing how this goes here. Uh, thanks for coming on the podcast. Good luck. We'll catch up another time. Go get them. All right. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you for listening to the Coach's Corner podcast. If you have any questions or comments about this program, please email me at conservativesports at gmail.com. Also, follow along with sports coverage in the Tipton Conservative newspaper this fall for North Cedar, Tipton, Wilton, and Durant Athletics. You can follow along on Twitter with the handle at Consports. That's my Twitter account. I also have a Facebook page called Tipton Conservative Sports, or you can find me on Instagram as well. Thanks for listening. Until next time, we'll see you at the game.